When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks podcast postgame show presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Welcome in. Thanks for being here with us on this uh, Sunday evening. I'm Jay Zawoski with Greg Boyson. Mario Tirabasi will join us shortly from the United Center. Uh, lots to get to in this one. The Hawks lose 4-3 to the Wild in the shootout uh, before the game, it's announced that Seth Jones uh, has an injured right thumb and he'll be out for four to six weeks. Uh, so there's your number one defenseman gone for a while. So there is a ton to get to. And another game, and Greg, as we sort of like look at the season from 30,000 feet, every game is kind of the same. They work really hard. There's moments where the other team really it starts to take it to them. Sometimes they hold on, sometimes they don't. And they're and now where they in the beginning of the year they were coming out ahead. Now they're coming out behind. And tank win, I guess you would call this. They got a point instead of two, but it's just it's kind of the it's going to be kind of the same story with this team every night because they do play hard, they do compete, and like we said, after two or three games, it's going to keep them in a lot of games that maybe they don't have business being in. Yeah, this is one of those games that you the talent gap eventually. One out in the end. A guy like Matthew Boldy, uh, terrific young player, uh, big fan of his. Yep. He coaches will tell you at any level that shift right after a goal is one of the uh, some of the most important of the game. And first goal, twenty two seconds later, Matthew Boldy ties it. Yep. They go up three two. Seventeen seconds later, Matthew Boldy ties it again. So uh, you gotta. Almost on very similar plays, too. And you, you got to have more awareness. Uh, I mentioned that while we were watching the game. Now, overall, the effort was much better tonight defensively and overall that first period. Yeah. Last night in Buffalo was a train wreck at times. Discipline, for the most part, was much better. Uh, but the talent gap eventually and wore out when you know the, the Wild have more talented offensive players. We saw that situational awareness is not great on this Hawks team. Yeah. The structure is there. The effort is there. But being aware of the moment is lacking at times, and it costs them a bit of this. Yeah, I think part of that, too, is experience with each other. And that's something that Luke Richardson said after last night's game against the Sabres, saying, we're not really a young team, but we're a new team. We're a team that's still figuring each other out. In the third period of this game, Troy Murray and Chris Vosters were talking about how much better the on-ice communication has gotten between the Hawks, you know, from game one to now. It's vastly improved. And I think some of those things, like we like we've been talking about the last few games, you're seeing that top line, the Kane Domi Athanasiu line, start to learn each other's tendencies and learn how to play with each other. The whole team's gonna come around in that way. Tonight you had a whole bunch of new defensive pairings. 
with Seth Jones out. You had a lot of guys playing more minutes than they're used to with Seth Jones out. So losing him, whether or not you think he's great or that he sucks, whatever, uh, losing Seth Jones is a major, major loss because it's a guy who's playing 23, 24, 25 minutes a night in all situations, and now everybody kind of has to step up. We're going to get to what might happen with that with Mario uh, when he joins the show. One thing I want to get to, too, Greg, on your topic of situational awareness, and I know this is going to be a hot topic on today's show, so we might as well get right into it. Late in the third period, uh, I almost said Colin Jost. Tyson Jost <laughs> uh, puts a hit on Patrick Kane. He gets a penalty. Max Domi doesn't like the hit, comes in, beats up on on uh, on Jost, gets the two, the five, and the game. So t- Max Domi is not a- available for the remainder of the game, which included overtime, which included the shootout. And, and wiped out a power play you were going to get with two and a half minutes to go in a tie game. Correct. I am 100% on board for protecting guys taking liberties with Patrick Kane. But maybe that's not the time to do it. Maybe you keep that receipt in your pocket. You're playing these guys three more times that year. Maybe you yeah. realize, hey, or maybe somebody that's not Max Domi does it instead. You know, because they will yeah. take, they will, the Wild will get Max Domi kicked out of the game every time for a few bruises on, on, uh, Tyson Joe's head. That was a trade they'll make every time. Yeah. That was, their leading goal scorer heading into the game is gone in a tie game. Your leading power play producer gone when you and took out a power play. You have to defend Patrick Kane. I understand. Yeah. That. And he went to the penalty box and gave him a fist bump. And that's something you probably won't wouldn't see on last year's team. Oh, no shot. No, no shot in hell. But again, I, you have to be aware of the time. Yeah. If that happens in the first period, by all means, beat the living crap out of Joe's. But you're trying to win hockey games still. Yeah. Maybe that's just not the best time to do it. I overall I'm not mad no, that he I did know. it, but it would have been cooler if it didn't. <laughs> it would have yeah. been cool if they were on a power play in a tie game with two minutes or Max Tomey was available in three-on-three overtime. Yeah, I, I'm i with you. I just, I don't know. It is such a, I'm so on the fence about this because you're right. Last year, you never would have seen that. I don't think I've ever seen Patrick King go to the penalty box and, and thank a teammate for standing up for him ever. And when we were in Denver, we had some time to kill. And a documentary I'd never seen before uh, called Ice Guardians was on. And it was about enforcers and about fighting and all these things. And I'd always been on the side of, or at least in recent years, been on the side of, like, fights are dumb. They accomplish nothing. All they do is cause concussions. They don't really protect anybody, yada, yada, yada. This documentary kind of changed my mind a little bit because you've got goons, you've got star players, you've got guys saying, I know that I'm not going to run Patrick Kane because Domi or Tenorti or whoever is there in the back in the day, it was Probert, it was McSorley, it was Donald Brashear, it was you know on and on and on. You go through all the great enforcers of all time. Those guys don't really exist anymore. But knowing that there's a consequence, an immediate consequence, I think can prevent those things from happening down the road. And I don't think it's any coincidence that since the instigator has been added as a rule you're seeing more and more hits like what happened to Jujar Kara and guys like Jacob Truba and Rafi Torres and are just running wild putting dangerous hits on star players as opposed to 
someone like Proby out there to make sure it doesn't happen in the first place. Yeah. And I'm really conflicted here. And I think I'm actually, and after hearing what Troy Murray said about it, who is one of the smartest hockey guys around, who has been through wars, he's won Stanley Cups, he's won Selkie trophies. For him to say, I love what Max Tony did there, I think I'm going to kind of agree because it's one point in the end of the day at the end of the day maybe it doesn't make a difference but guess what maybe the the team they're playing um who are they playing uh they're playing the islanders on tuesday maybe the islanders are scouting this game and they see patrick kane take a hit like that and now one of the islanders is not going to make a hit like that on patrick kane and instead of you know losing one point for standing up right away maybe patrick kane doesn't break his collarbone and miss a month right of course, it's not quantifiable. You can't quantify it prevented something from happening. There's no way to measure that. But I do think there's some truth to that. Yes, of course, it would be better to have Domi in overtime and in a shootout and all those things, especially since he's kicking so much ass in the faceoff dot. But I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm not so worried about points in the standings that I'm, I'm, I was kind of happy to see Domi do that. And I, I'm, I'm kind of surprised that, in, I'm surprised at myself that that's my take. Yeah, as I said, I'm not mad at it. I'm just saying it maybe not the best time, but overall, yeah, you have to protect your stars. You have to protect your line mates. Um, so, you know, if it, if it prevents other teams from taking runs at 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 Patrick Kane, then it's worth giving up the point in overtime. Uh, absolutely. Um, again, we don't know. Yeah, you can't, gonna, there's no way you can know that. But I, mean, I, but I, I, a hundred percent agree with you that the instigator rule is dumb and it needs to go away. Because um, if anything, it was Joe that instigated that reaction. Th- yes, that see, just because he didn't put his hands up to exactly. defend himself, I yes. mean, he turtled. That's a great. And, and Domi got kicked out because he turtled. So he's man enough to hit Patrick Kane from behind. But when it takes face to face, he turtles like a small child. Yeah. F that. See, that's the yes. That's why I think the instigator sucks. That's another reason I think it sucks because it's not very often a guy's just randomly picking somebody out of a pile and starting to pummel them. Right. It's a response to something. So if someone boards Sidney Crosby or Kale McCarr or Nathan McKinnon or Connor McDavid, and then somebody on those teams grabs a guy and beats the hell out of him, the instigator is not the guy responding to the hit. It's the guy that made the hit. That's why I think that the instigator sucks. I mean, it's one of the many reasons. So if I want to get a guy kicked out for 17 minutes, all I have to do is just lie there yeah. and not defend myself. Let me here, here's If you want to get Max Domi kicked out for 17 minutes, take a cheap shot on one of the league's best and most accomplished players. Then when you have to face the consequences of that, put your head down and cover up your head, yeah. and all will be fine. It's a Bush League move. Yeah. So I do hope that the receipt of that is actually cashed in and somebody lines up Jost and puts him in the third well, row with a clean hit. I'm not. I'm not saying we need to like, you know, lynch mob justice here. But, no, of course. But just remember, hey, you took a run at our guy, and when it was time to to answer for that play, I I gotta watch my mouth here. But chicken shit. It That's, was. It was chicken shit. Yes, it was. And and I I I just I don't know. I think it is meaningful. Like. Look, we've seen some Hawks teams in recent years that had a lot of talent but didn't fight for each other. And when I say fight, I don't mean necessarily punch. Right. I mean fight for each other. And I, I uh, Troy Murray said this during the game. 
Uh, this was uh, right after the Domi uh, and Jost, air quotes, fight. Uh, Troy Murray pointed out that a team that's been together this short of a time, they've got a really strong bond. They do. And it's growing. And things like that tighten that bond. And look, we can get all galaxy brain and try to do the math on whether fights are good or not. To a man, NHL players love it. There's no one in that Hawks locker room right now that's mad at Max Domi. Not a single guy. Except maybe Luke Richardson a little bit. But guess what? When Luke Richardson played, he would have done the same damn thing. Oh, yeah. You know, so I, I don't... When Luke Richardson played, if that happened, Joe wouldn't have skated off the ice <laughs> under his own power. He'd yeah. Be, he would have been a stain. Yeah. Uh, but he also probably would have defended himself, too, because that was a different era, too. Right, he's but, a tough guy. Um, no, being... This is why, like, this year, having the access that we do, being able to be in that locker room every day, I'm not surprised in the least that that's what happened when, when Kane went down. And then it was Domi that did it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, 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 <laughs> don't, he's still a Domi, right? <laughs> That's in his blood, but man. <laughs> he, but that room 10% into the season, we saw it right away in training camp. You could just see that it was a different feel in that locker room. There's more camaraderie. There's more togetherness. They've definitely playing that us against the world. Nobody believes in us card to a T this season. And you know, it, it, Luke Richardson said it earlier, uh, last week. It's a very easy card to play when you're in that situation. So they're so they're doing it. So yeah, um, yeah. It's uh, thanks earlier we had a, a super chat yes. from Brandon. Thanks, Brandon. Uh, thanks for the super chat. Uh, it's, it's to see them compete and lose just stinks. I get it. Yes, yeah. but that's also kind of the plan. That's kind of you know what they want. They want a hardworking team that doesn't get a lot of points, but. Uh, yeah, the Domi thing. I, I'm kind. I'm with you. I'm. I'm not mad. I, I kind of. I'm okay with it. But you know, maybe next time, closer game. Think about it first. But right. it, it's easy for us to say you should have looked at the scoreboard and realized where we were in the game, and then made your decision. No, it's it's well, heat yeah, of the yeah. moment, instant, instinctive reaction. And you, you know, it's you, look. It's, you you I, like. I, let's let's just bar a scenario. Right, someone jumps your your best friend. I'm not thinking. Twice. You're not looking to see if there's a cop in no. the corner. You're reacting right away. I'm grabbing the sharpest object next to me. <laughs> and I'm going after the guy. I'm just trying to find some of this bottle. Oh, there's some. There's yeah, some right like, there. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. And, and so, I, you just see red and you react. And yes, a professional it's, it's, should be able to separate it's, themselves. It's very. But. It's very easy for me to from the press box or from our leather couch here at. CHGO Studios to say maybe you shouldn't have done that, but yeah. as far as hockey players go, and a, and a player like Max Domi, it was pure instinct and good for him. Yeah. Hey, uh, Stephen, I saw earlier in the chat that our, our friend Region Rev had some thoughts on this, and I know she kind of disagrees with me uh, with us on this topic, and I just want to get to some of her comments because there's a lot of people that that kind of they agree with her. You know, um, she said we would have we would have had a power play, which is a, a really great point, right? Yes, it had Max Domi. Not done that. The Hawks go to the power play, and maybe it never gets to the shootout, and they get both points, and the Wild get none, which is wonderful. Um, I, I see where you're coming from, and like I said, I'm slightly surprised by <laughs> by my reaction to it, but I'm just so used to seeing this team not do that for each other. Even in the heyday, yeah, 
They didn't do that because they just knew, like, well, screw it. Now we have a power play, so screw you. We're going to put Hosa and Kane and Taves and Sharp and everybody on the ice at the same time and go after yourself. Because one, one of my biggest examples <laughs> of when people say, like, when you were talking about the Guardians, uh, Ice Guardians documentary that we, we had on in Denver, one of my biggest arguments is where the people are like, well, you got to have guys like that because they prevent the hits. And I, I always point out the the Marion Hosa Rafi Torres play. Brendan Bolig was standing five feet away from that. He didn't prevent anything. That's true. So, and I've made that argument too. Yeah. Well, that's because you know Bolig was supposed to be that type of guy, but never really was. He just talked that game and never actually did it. But and part of it too is maybe he hadn't established a reputation yet, league wide. That like it was also Rafi Torres, who is who is just a criminal, and you know he has a brain of a sociopath. Yeah. So it wouldn't have mattered. But yeah. Well. Sort of if we're going also to the bar fight example, if you see your friend get knocked out, you're like, that is such a that is such a triggering thing to see that you kind of like everybody freezes. Like, yeah. oh my God, what is he okay? Like you're not thinking fight anymore. You're thinking, oh my you're you're concerned. Right. So and Bullock was not on the ice at the time either. Um so and I think had Torres Torres was thrown out of that game, wasn't he? No, didn't even. No, get there a was pen- not even a penalty. Didn't even get a penalty. That's right. Yeah, yeah. It was. So it was. Chances. It was. It was somebody. The, they end up. I think the Coyotes ended up getting a power play out of that situation. Well, Jamal Mayers. Uh, I will never forget this about him. I don't know if it was the first game of the year. The next season, the Hawks played the Coyotes, and Jamal Mayers fought him right off the hop. Oh, yeah. Um. So, yeah. I, and again, that went a long way. Don't People be, remember that. Don't be surprised that the next time the Hawks and Wild get together, I, I don't think they play again until December in Minnesota. Don't be surprised if number Somebody. 10, yeah. you know, a guy like Jake McCabe, a guy like Jared Tenorti, his first shift is going to be like, let's go, buddy. By the way, you mentioned this the other night. On the list of guys I would F with, Jake McCabe is one of the last no, dudes. He's not me- I'm not he, messing with him. He is not. Uh, he's not an enforcer by any means. He obviously is a physical player. He just looks like he could rip your face off. He's a tough guy without, like, he's the type of guy that you just can look at, never knowing what he does for a living. If you just saw him, like, at the grocery store, yeah. you'd be like, I don't want to mess with that guy. Yeah, that guy will whip my ass. Like, if there's one <laughs> six-pack of Diet Pepsi left and you grab it at the same oh, time, oh, after please. you, sir, by all please, means. By all means. Yeah. Good. In fact, I'm going to go in the back and see if I can find you some more. <laughs> Let me pay for it for you. <laughs> yeah. I happen to have a coupon. Yeah. yeah he, he's I, a tough guy. He and, is. And, and, I mean, look, a guy who came back from spinal surgery and he's out there wrecking people and blocking shots. Like he's he's a he's a gamer, and the Hawks. I mean, look, those are the kind of dudes we keep talking about it that Kyle Davidson wants. Yeah, Jake McCabe types, and I thought it was really cute today. Uh, if you've been to a game this year, first intermission they let the little tykes uh, do a little obstacle course, you know, during intermission, and then they interview one of the kids. And Jenna Rose was like, who's your favorite player? And the kid's like, Max Domi! He, like, did not hesitate for a second. I missed that. I was getting cookies. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Domi has endeared himself. When we've seen people in the yeah. chat saying, I, I want to get a Domi and, jersey. And rightfully so. Yeah, he's been great. Rightfully so. Um, yeah, by the way, up in the uh, press box tonight, in between periods, it was like walking through a pack of hockey cards <laughs> from my childhood. It's like, there's Bob Murray, and there's Bill Guerin, and there's Dirk Graham, and Reed Simpson. That's part of the, like, all those years I covered AHL games and sitting next to those guys 
that's something that never never gets old for me. I'm always love walking around the. There's Arlie Zalapski's dog. That's a different box. That's a um, treat for last one for people that watched yeah. last night too. Miss a little, miss a lot. <laughs> oh God, oh, I just shuddered when you referenced that man. It's okay. It's all right. I learned a lot from him. All right, let's recap the scoring here. I'm going to try to get through this. I'm so bad at this. Uh, something I never had to do in radio was go through the highlights. Uh, six minutes and 39 seconds in, the aforementioned Jake McCabe gets his first goal of the year, and this is such a 2022-23 Blackhawks kind of a goal. Sam Lafferty driving the left wing side, fighting off a defender with one arm, stick handling with the other. I would even say Hosa-esque on that play. Drives behind the net, gets it to McCabe. McCabe scores from the point. Beautiful goal. Lafferty with his fourth assist of the year, and Tenorti picks up his first assist of the year. 42 seconds later, and this will be a theme as the show goes on, uh, Matthew Boldy ties the game. Uh, McCabe and Lafferty are battling with wild players along the board. McCabe loses his stick, tries to kick the puck out of the zone. Uh, Boldy retrieves it, skates in, and scores. Just kind of one of those plays. Ryan Hartman got the assist, but I don't know. Maybe he helped poke it free. It was a very sort of incidental assist on that one. So 42 seconds after the Hawks take the lead, the Wild tie it. Um, 2-1 in the in the uh, first period. 10-52 in. Mason Shaw scores a goal. This one is a Staylock special. Yeah. Uh, slides over to he's stop. Over, he's over in the corner. Yeah. And, yeah. He, he slides over to stop a scoring chance, but literally ends up sort of between the post and the trapezoid. So Sam Steele uh, takes the puck and just kind of like, well, thank you very much, sir. Goes around, feeds it in front. Mason Shaw, Mason Shaw scores the goal. His first steal gets his first assist and Connor Dewar he, Gets his second. Uh, a lot, a lot of, of comments about Staylock in the uh, in the chat. We'll uh, we'll we'll chat about him maybe after Mario. We've got we've got thoughts on yes on the adventure that is Alex Staylock. <laughs> he certainly is. Uh, the highlight of the game. Well, there were two, two two highlights tonight that we might not forget all year. Boris Kachuk sent Freddie Gaudreau to outer space with a yeah, hit. He erased him. It was freaking awesome. It was a bomb of a hit. It was an old school '80s hit. I wish to God we could share highlights on this uh, on our broadcast here, but it shouldn't be hard to find. I don't think people tweet about Boris Kachuk very often. Uh, I tweeted it from my own account at Jay Zawaski. I think we all did. Uh, so go check out that hit. It's absolutely brutal. Six six hits from Boris tonight. Two shots on goal. Uh, the most noticeable he's been since no being doubt. acquired. And yes. that's what that's that's the kind of game he has to have. Absolutely. Uh, he was great. So the, the first period ends, uh, Hawks down 2-1 to the Wild. Uh, there's a couple plays I made note of. Uh, Athanasiu got a really nice scoring chance, uh, but Brodeen got his stick in there at the last second to deflect it. He sort of walked himself into scoring position. Um, another big hit by Boris Kachuk in the second period. Uh, then there's a fight. Jared Tenorti and Ryan Hartman dropped the gloves. Tenorti swings and Hartman ducks. So Tenorti punches Hartman in the back of the right shoulder and Hartman's immediately hurt. And I think Tenorti knew it too because he kind of just like let him that, fall. That looked like a dislocated shoulder immediately. Yeah, so I think Tenorti literally punched Ryan Hartman's uh, shoulder out of socket. Hartman immediately went to the bench and did not come back for the entire game. Each guy got four minutes for roughing, which I thought was kind of an interesting 
penalty call that they both dropped yeah. the gloves, they engaged, but there's only one real yeah, punch you, thrown. You can't get a fighting penalty when you break the guy before he can throw a punch. I guess not, right. Uh, later in the period, another play, Boris Kachuk. Looks like a glorious scoring chance for the Wild. Boris Kachuk on his horse, back-checking, lifts the sticks, prevents the shot. Beautiful defensive play from Boris Kachuk. Uh, one thing I noticed in this game is that they were not calling a lot of penalties at all. No. The, T- refs, the refs definitely had 930 reservations somewhere. Yeah, seriously. Uh, Taylor Radish got pulled down be- behind the play right in front of the referee. The referee was like, right at it. hey, look at that. We both sat in the press box pointing at the ref going, he's, <laughs> he's looking right, right at he's it. Lo- he's <laughs> watching it. He's right there. But actually worked out because the Hawks scored moments later. Yeah. Uh, Philip Kurashev takes a shot. Gets deflected wide behind the net, bounces back in front. Kurashev uh, puts it in front on Taves' stick, and Taves gives it a few whacks, and it's right behind Marc-Andre Fleury. That's Taves' fifth of the season already. Kurashev, extend Kurashev, hashtag extend Kurashev, uh, his fourth assist of the year. And Philip Roos gets his first NHL point. Good for Phil. Late in the period, Jonathan Taves has a great scoring chance. Marc-Andre Fleury with a glove save. Tave skates right over the flurry and bumps him in the chest. You, you could tell it was a cordial, friendly exchange, um, but uh, <laughs> but Taves was a little bit frustrated with getting denied on that one. Uh, so it's 2-2 after 2. Uh, third period begins. Boris Kachuk takes a penalty. As soon as I declare him, I, oop, I don't want to give it away. <laughs> um, but uh, they kill it off. Right out of the box, Kachuk hits a scoring chance. Uh, Flurry with another glove save. Then 10-02 into the period. The goal of the year so far, Andreas Athanasiu undresses Matt Dumba, stick handles through his legs, lifts a backhander over the shoulder of Marc-Andre Flurry. Just a beauty. His third of the year, assisted by Patrick Kane. That's his seventh assist. Jared Tenorti gets his second assist of the season as well, and the game. 16 seconds later. It's Matthew Boldy yeah. again. He's wide open, gaping net to shoot at. We'll get the stay lock again here in a little bit. Uh, does not miss. It's 3-3. Three, three. Uh, then we get to overtime. Zuccarello denied. Taves denied. Kaprizov scores. Kane doesn't score. Gaudreau scores. That's it. Wild win. 4-3 in the shootout. The Hawks have points in six of their last seven games, but they lose this one 4-3. to three. Yeah, in they, the shootout. They had a very good shootout philosophy. A guy like Stalak that comes out of the net and challenges the shot, just fire between the legs because he's scrambling to get back. Chances are you're going to find room there, and both guys scored between the legs. Uh, by the way, Kaprizov is just unbelievable. He's something about wearing number 97 <sighs> in this league. Good Lord. Make, everything he does is so quick and effortless and just he's like – the. We'll get into it with the Stalock stuff. But there were a lot of times where it was like he went right behind the net because he knew Stalock was going to play the puck, and he's quick enough to get there, oh, yeah. break it up, and then try and score. So, um, again, situational awareness. You don't have to play the puck on every single dump. Yes, exactly. Uh, boy, the shot just explodes off his stick. Yeah, he's, it's unreal. He's, that was my first time I got to see him in person, and me likey. He yeah, he, he's, he's good. Cool. We'll he's good. Him. Yeah. Um, all right. Mario's going to join us here in a few minutes. But first, I want to tell you about our friends at Green Ridge Farm, a local Chicago meat and cheese company, offering you a better all-natural option. We've been talking to you about the meat sticks and our buddy Meat Peck uh, really stepping the things up in the kitchen today, adding the Green Ridge Farm 
meat sticks to his mac and cheese. That looks amazing. I'm giving you the fat guy salute, Matt Peck. You are not fat, but you're fat at heart, and that's all that matters. Uh, I don't know. A few more meals like that, and he's going to be... Uh, <laughs> he's one of those metabolism guys, man. Yeah, yeah He will never be fat, but his heart will rip out of his chest when he's 53. I, the way he gets excited for October Bulls <laughs> yeah, games, really, it, I love the guy, but it may be a lot sooner than that. <laughs> well, get yourself some meat sticks, throw them in whatever food you want to do. They are all natural, uh, perfect for tailgating, happy hour, school lunches, or mac and cheese. Uh, all natural, hardwood smoked for eight hours. I got 16 grams of protein per stick. So if you work out, maybe have one after a workout. That sounds like a good idea. I wouldn't know. They come in chicken, black forest beef, and flavors like jalapeno cheddar. And spicy chili. Friends, if you have not tried the meat sticks yet, you don't know what you're missing. They are made from recipes, old uh, generations, recipes, Jesus, recipes, generations in the making. making them for a while. I'm trying to ad lib. Uh, and being all natural, they deliver a fresh and flavorful alternative at snack time. Find them in a refrigerated section at Costco. They got the big old pack of meat sticks. Go grab that. Sam's Club or in your local Chicagoland grocery store. And right now, Go to GreenRidgeFarm.com, order any three meat products, and include a pack of meat sticks in your cart. Those meat sticks will be free with the code CHGO at checkout. Green Ridge Farm, simply natural meat. And before we bring in our buddy Mario at the UC, quickly want to tell you about Shady Rays, the very coolest sunglasses you can get on the market they never understood why sunglasses were so expensive, so they set out to change it. You don't have to break the bank for quality sunglasses this fall because our friends at Shady Rays have you covered. Shady Rays are premium polarized shades featuring world-class optical clarity, substantial durability, and styles that can be catered to everyone in every lifestyle. The best part about Shady Rays is their protection program. If you lose or break your sunglasses on day one, does Tyson Joe's take a cheap shot at you from behind <laughs> and you break your sunglasses? No problem. No questions asked. Shady Rays will send you a brand new pair. Even with that strong of a protection program, they still manage to make quality eyewear that I could tell you as being a customer for a few years are just as good, if not better, than any expensive name brand pair you can buy on the market and Shady Rays customers will agree they have over 200,000 five-star reviews on their website. They also do a very good thing. When you buy sunglasses for every pair, they will provide 10 meals to fight hunger in America. And they have donated over 20 million meals nationwide to date. So you're going to do your, you're gonna look good. You're going to feel good. What, what, what could be better than that? Well, you're going to save 50% off two or more pairs when you use the promo code CHGO at checkout that's buy one get one free essentially you can get two great pairs of sunglasses for as low as 54 dollars when you use the promo code chgo at checkout shadyrays.com check them out all right let's bring in mario live from the united center what do we learn post game, Mario? We've been uh, talking a lot about the uh, Max Domi fight, and we're going to get into Alex Stalock a little bit here. But what, we learn anything new on the Seth Jones or potential call up front? No. All right, cool. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Mario. Have, Have a safe trip home, Mario. Thanks for having. <laughs> no, no. Um, as as far as the uh, call ups or anything, no. I feel like that's going to be that's going to be left for uh, tomorrow or maybe even Tuesday morning. Um, Blackhawks are off tomorrow, so. Uh, we'll uh, we'll see what happens with that, but no, nothing really addressed uh, about anything like that post game. Um, as far as making up for the lack of Seth Jones, um, 
Luke Richardson said that he was uh, pretty pleased with the way the, the defense responded um, in that situation. Uh, said it was he liked what he saw out of Philip Roos, who hasn't played uh, in, in, in a couple of games. So it was a good game from him. Uh, Caleb Jones also uh, put into uh, a more given more responsibilities. Um, if the Blackhawks would have had a power play, he would have been the top power play units quarterback uh, in place of his older brother. But um, we didn't get to see that. So, I mean, I mean for, for a situation where you lose the only guy on your team, not just the only defenseman, but the only player on your team averaging over 20 minutes a night, and then you come in with three players, four players really, if you, uh, if you add in you know, the, the overtime minutes as well, four players defensively that, that played over 20 minutes, led by uh, Jack Johnson, um, that's kind of a situation that I don't think any Blackhawks fan thought that they were going to be in this year. But um, with Seth Jones out uh, for three to four weeks, we're probably going to see that scenario play out a, a few times over this over this uh, span of time where he's gone, where Jake McCabe might play 25 minutes tonight. Connor Murphy might play uh, 24, 25 minutes. Um, if Jack Johnson continues to lead the team in ice time, uh, that's a different story. But um, we'll, we'll likely see him also have you know, his ice time increased over uh, over the time that Seth Jones is gone. And and honestly, you know, defensively, the, the team could have been better. Uh, the the responses after scoring, I think, were the, the, the biggest thing that both uh, Luke Richardson and the, and the team were kind of focused on uh, after this game, because for a combined 39 seconds, they held leads. Uh, they opened the scoring with Jake McCabe, um, Andres Adanasiu with a highlight reel goal. Gave them a 3-2 lead midway through the third period, and Matthew Boldy put a stop to those both very quickly. So um, that's something that you don't want to see, and that's something that both uh, Luke Richardson and spoke with Jared Tenorti about it as well. Um, those are things that uh, the Blackhawks have to tighten up. Um, so hopefully that's not a, a continuous up-and-down roller coaster this year where they're blowing leads or coming back from multi-goal deficits. It would be nice if we could just have a very steady Blackhawks lead the entire game or they just – or they're just trailing the entire game and it's totally fine and normal. So uh, we have yet to see one of those games. Yeah. You know, I feel like we've been a little bit negligent in acknowledging Caleb Jones. And um, when he was scratched for one game for Philip Roos, I, I think I said, I'm kind of good on Caleb Jones. I want to see what other guys have, but since rejoining the lineup, uh, he's been really, really solid. Look, he's not going to be a top three, top four guy, but He's really stepped up his play lately. Uh, he's what had a four, I think had a four game point streak going into today's game. Uh, did not receive, did not pick up an assist in this one or a goal. Um, so the point streak is over. But he's just been really, really solid, and you're seeing him gain a lot of confidence with the puck. Uh, he's going to get some opportunities now with Seth out to step up and get some offense. So I think we've been a little bit hard. I'll, I'll point this out myself. I've been hard on Caleb Jones. Um, a little bit, but I've been really impressed with the way he's played uh, since the healthy scratch, since coming back in the lineup. I think he's been really good and deserves to stay in the lineup. And of course, with Seth out, he will be. Yeah, and uh, Luke Richardson the other day, un you know provoked, mentioned Caleb Jones and how well he's played of late, saying that he wants all of his defensemen to shoot the puck more and get the puck up the ice quickly. And Caleb is one of the better guys at doing that. Didn't have a shot on goal tonight, but. Uh, as Nate points out in the chat, uh, had three takeaways and five block shots, which was tops on the team in both of those categories. And 
that's what you want from your defenseman. Yeah. Knocking, <laughs> taking the puck away and preventing shots on goal. And after giving up 45 shots on goal last night, they, there was a more concerted effort to, of, of shot suppression tonight with Jones leading the charge. Yeah, I mean he's been he's been getting praise from from Luke Richardson in the last couple of games, and and I think it's uh, I, I think it's definitely um, valid. You know he's 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 come in and early on in the year it was him and Philip Roos kind of flip flopping each game, and uh, I, I think Jones just strung together a couple of performances that uh, forced Richardson in a good way to to keep him in the lineup. So yeah, it was it's it's been it's been positive. Uh, for Caleb in the last couple of games um, in that in that more minor role, bottom pair role. Um, and that's good to see. If, if he's going to be the number six, be the number six. If he's going to be the number seven, you know, he's going to have to play his way in. And, and I think he did that. A lot of people in the chat are fired up about Alex Stalock. And uh, we've been talking about him a lot since uh, he's since Mrazek went down. He is he, an adventure. It's, he gives you things to talk about. It is certainly, uh, boy, he cannot just stay in the damn net and just let the game come to him. Like I don't, I don't mind an aggressive goalie who wants to go out and make things happen, but it's almost like he's bored. Uh, dude, we were talking uh, during the game, like, let's get him one of those, like, invisible fences that dogs have <laughs> or a shock collar where Luke Richardson has. I just watched uh, Ragnarok the other night for the first time, and they put that thing on Thor's neck. And anytime he moves, like Jeff Goldblum can just hit the button, yeah. and uh, shock him Either in the. That or, or, or like the defenseman should have like spray bottles where you like you do with your cat or your dog, <laughs> yeah, spray yeah. him in the face every time he leaves the crease. Bad dog, bad dog. Yeah. It's his game. I know he's good at handling the puck, but man, you don't need to go out and play every single dump in, especially when there's two defensemen, you know, two forwards coming in on you. Yeah, your, and there's a defenseman standing there. You can let your defenseman play the puck every once in a while. And that's not even talking about his aggressiveness in the crease. I mean, yeah. we've seen it all season. We've we and tonight it caught up to him. You know, he he when he gets sliding side to side, he don't he does not stop very well, uh, and uh, it cost him a goal tonight. I mean, look, and he has been okay. He's, He's been better than, than we all thought yeah. he would be. That that's for sure. But there's three or four heart attack moments a game, and. I know that like Luke has taken the high road on it and said like, oh yeah, you know it's an, it's always an adventure with Alex. I wonder how he real really feels. But Troy, Troy's watching the game saying, I love it. I love watching Staylock play. I bet when he was yeah. winning Selkies, he would have been like, get the yeah, f I was, back I was in your set because he's not playing defense. In <laughs> yeah, front right, of him. right. It's a lot more fun to watch it from the broadcast booth. I would than... love to hear an an honest assessment. Like, what are the challenges of playing with a goalie that plays every puck? Maybe that's maybe that's the way to ask it. Uh, next time I'm at practice, maybe I'll I'll pull a defenseman aside and say he likes to play the puck a lot. What are the challenges? And what are the yeah. what? Or you could say what are the advantages and disadvantages of a goalie that plays that way? You got to set him up for the compliment first. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I I, I think you know Stalock. It's it's an adventure every game. Um, each period is different, <laughs> and each each. Each game presents its uh, its heart attacks, and, and late in the, uh, in I think it was in the overtime or, or late in regulation, I couldn't remember exactly, but um, there he made a huge save with seconds to go, and then seconds later was playing the puck and almost turned it over behind his net yeah. on his own, and and so it was it was just you know, the the quintessential Alex Stalock play where you know he can he can make a save, he can make a really good play. 
and then you're just begging him, please stay in your net. Um, I think it's just going to be the, the the ride that we're along with along for with him this season. I don't yeah. think it's it's been as awful as it could be, but it's also not sustainable. So I, I think we're kind of just riding out Alex Stalock in the way that he's gonna gonna play in his net until things become absolutely god awful. There's eventually going to be with the way that he plays and the way that this defense now without Seth Jones is kind of set up. I feel like there is a game coming where this Blackhawks team with Staylock and net is going to give up five, six, seven goals in a night. And we're going to be ripping out our hair because we knew it was coming um, with, with the way he plays. So I think it's coming. Uh, I, I, I hate to have that mentality, but it's just the way that he plays. It's not sustainable. It's not. Yeah, it's, Michael in the chat says, what good is having a goalie coach? Uh, if you can't coach these guys to stay in the crease. The other thing, though, is Alex Taylor got to the NHL playing this way. Yeah, he's 35. He's not yeah, changing. So it's he is hard, who he right. is. It, 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 right. I, I do think, though, like a 30% reduction in <laughs> in leaving your net could be helpful. But, again, for these guys, it's, it's instinct on all these things. And he feels he's got to read on the puck. He feels like he can make a move. It's just that's just how he plays. And I'm sure they can say, hey, we'd really like you to kind of calm it down a little bit. If you've got two defensemen converging behind the net to get the puck, stay there because chances are if it's three of you behind the net and the puck gets loose somehow, that's going to be a goal. And there have been a few times, you said it, Mario, where you know it's been okay so far, but it's not sustainable. There have been a few dodged bullets from Alex Dallock where you're like, how did that not go? How do they not score on that? Where there have been gaping nets and the in the and the opponent just missed it. Marco Rossi had a play in the yeah. first period where he had a wide open net and yeah. he just he just threw it over the crossbar. Yeah. Well, and, and I think you know with Stalock, he's been in the league for a long time, and this is this is how he plays. This is how he plays goalie. This is how he plays the net. And goalies are weird, man. Like they sometimes you know it's just what got you here, and if it works for you, it works for you. Now, if Alex Stalock was a 22-year-old, you know, prospect, and you could maybe mold him a little bit more to be like, "Hey, calm down, buddy." Like, 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 let's. Yeah, I think a, a good example of that is um, Colin Delia was very extra movements, sliding all around when he started his pro career, and it was a tough go of it. But eventually, he learned to be a bit more steady, a bit more stable. And, you know, it, it, it turned him into a, a pretty decent AHL goalie from being a very all-over-the-place ECHL goalie. Um, I, Stalock, I think this is, this is how he plays. And as far as the coaching aspect goes, you kind of at that point have to just be like, hey, let's minimize the opportunity for things to go absolutely haywire and work with the defensemen uh, that you're playing with to understand like, hey, Normally, when this puck is is ringing around the boards and going to go around, I'll go out and go get it. And I think the defensemen understand that when Stalock is playing, they may not have to work as hard to go retrieve pucks. But I do agree that sometimes they probably are just instinctively like, oh, I'm going to go get this puck because they've done it their entire life. Um, And most of them haven't played with Alex Stalock before and haven't had had him do half of their job for them. Uh, And... There were a few times tonight where I think he was almost running over the defenseman to go get the puck when they were five feet away. Yeah. 
so I think it's just it, I think it just comes down to these guys <laughs> getting it just comes down to these guys getting uh, more reps together in game and learning their tendencies. Um, the other side of that is a lot of these guys aren't going to be together for a long time. So, you know, I think I think it's just hopefully limiting the opportunity uh, for things to just fall apart. I want to get your take on the Max Domi uh, game misconduct situation. Um, Greg and I were sort of talking it out. I sort of surprising to myself uh, liked it. I thought it, it it's something that could bring a team together. It's something that this team has not had in a long time. And to see Patrick Kane skate over to the penalty box to personally thank him for standing up to him. Uh, I think that I think that's huge. I want to know where your head's at on that, uh, on on Domi doing what he did when he did it. Well, I'll first say what what Luke Richardson said in his post game availability. He said that uh, he will never have a problem with a player sticking up for another teammate, no matter the situation. Um, and I think he has the um, he has the same opinion as every player in the locker room. Um, do you want to take a power play off the board late in the third period of a tied game? No, but I think this is the scenario that you're going to find yourself in more often than not when you have a guy like Max Domi, exactly like Max Domi on your team. Um, we've seen a few times this season already, as, as early as it is, uh, where Max Domi has... Uh, either stepped up for a teammate or taken things into his own hands uh, when he's been upset with an opponent or a call by the ref or whatever. Um, I think he makes it a bit of a a bit of a, a choice to try not to go to the penalty box by himself whenever he can. Uh, he he usually would like to take an, uh, an opponent with him as well. Um, but I think this is just kind of the trade off you're going to uh, have to live with with a guy like like Domi on the team and. Honestly, I think if you, if you do ask every player in the locker room, they will say, yeah, we love having him on the team and being the guy in that scenario to, uh, to stick up for us. And if he was on the other team, they'd all hate, hate him for it. But I think that that's what we kind of have to live with, with Max Domi. For myself, yes, you would love to have the power play. Um, but, you know, that's a moment where I think most NHL players – uh, are not going to take the time to register everything in the moment. And they're just going to go off of instinct and say, hey, you, you took a hit on our best player that was dangerous in a close game, um, and, I'm, and they're not going to let that slide. So I think logically you don't want that to be the case, but I think in the moment, in the brain of an NHL player, that's going to be the situation 99 times out of a hundred. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I, I can't think of a single guy in that locker room right now. Who'd be, who's mad at Max Domi. No. Right. I, I think everybody is when they got back in there after the shootout loss, they, there's probably the first guy that everybody on the team went up to and patted on the head, smacked on the, on the ass, whatever you want to say. Uh, probably to a man. And if there's a heavyweight belt given out, might be him. It might be him who gets it in this one. So, uh, yeah, it was, it's it's an interesting uh, interesting game. 
with a lot happening in it. We haven't even talked about the Athanasiu goal yet, really, <laughs> which was just absolutely unbelievable. Can you, uh, you're you're at that level right there, Mark. Can you take a, a quick look to uh, your right? And is uh, Matt Dumba's uh, jockstrap still hanging up there with the? Uh, it's not up with yeah. the Bulls banners. I thought it'd be way up in the rafters the way he got sh- shook out of it. Yeah, it's still sitting by the U.S. Bank uh, sign down there. Yeah, they yeah. haven't cleaned it up yet. Well, that was that was that was pretty nasty, and you know we've been kind of laughing at Athanasiu's expense. That like, yeah, he can make these great moves, but he doesn't finish. He's been finishing lately. Yeah, his, I mean, his, he had another sweet goal. Was it last game or two games two ago? Games, yeah, two games ago. Yep. Yeah, the Oilers game. He's finished his last two breakaways. So, yeah, uh, in our faces. It's, yeah, well, seriously, I think, it's. I think what's what's important to to make a distinction on it in in this goal. That it wasn't breakaway. He created the, the the scoring chance in a one-on-one against one of the better defenders in the league in, in Matt Dumba. And um, yeah, I mean, we've the the book on him, his whole career has essentially been, oh, he's Victor Stalberg. He's very fast, and he's not going to score any of his any of his chances. And early on this season, we saw him create a ton of chances using his speed. And then, yep, oh, it loses control of the puck at the last second, or you know stuffs it right in the goalie's pads and, and, you know, isn't able to, to finish it. And, and I think if you have a guy like Andres Athanasiu, the line mates that he has with Max Domi and Patrick Kane, they're starting to figure out their chemistry and, and where they are and the chances that they can take with each other offensively. Um, and you give Athanasiu some confidence in his ability to finish some of these chances because they're going to come no matter what. Like, I, I, I don't think there's been a game where he hasn't had either a full breakaway chance or created some sort of uh breakaway or one-on-one uh chance with his with his speed it's going to it's going to happen um it just comes down to him being able to finish and i think if you give him a bit of confidence it could it could become uh you know he he could become a really dangerous offensive weapon uh for this team which would be great to see because hey it makes it makes games exciting and it ups his trade value and so I, that's that's all you, 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 you can ask for from, from a guy like him. And, um, you know, if it, if it puts the, the Blackhawks on a couple of sports center top 10 plays, I'm, I'm not against it. Yeah. Uh, Anthony CU and, uh, Max Domi trade value watches are going, uh, exceeding expectations. I yeah. think so far, uh, yeah, both of their long. guys, both of those guys are looking, uh, very uh, appetizing to contending teams uh, if they keep this up. Yep, absolutely. All right, let's get to our fourth stars of the game. And Jay, before we do that, I'm going to give you the, the first ever reminder. Should we talk about who the three stars were first? I was literally, <laughs> it's so funny that you're doing that because this is the first time I actually remembered to do it. Wow. And so I'm glad that we are see, uh, that we much, are subconsciously communicating. Much like Steven. the Domi, Anthony <laughs> CU, and Kane line are gelling on the ice. Yes. We're gelling here as a as a as a foursome as well. I love All right. this. Yeah, thank totally. you. But I appreciate that. Yes. Thank you for saving me from myself. You want to fire up that uh, rock and roll bluesy bed and I'll get and take it away, Black Keys. And a hundred other bands just like that. <laughs> All right, the three stars of the game. Uh, number three star was I. It's Mason Shaw. I couldn't think of his first name. Mason Shaw is the uh, number three star Mason of the game. What? Uh, Matt Boldy, obviously the number two star, and Kirill Kaprizov uh, gets the number one star because he's just awesome. Uh, my four star of the game. We've talked about him a lot in this one. Uh, Boris Kachuk was just outstanding. 
uh, 9-14 of ice time. He had the least amount of ice time of any Blackhawk in this game. Two shots on goal, six hits, and a block shot. Boris Kachuk is making his limited ice time count. He's trying to earn himself a more permanent role here. And uh, playing that way is certainly going to get the attention of uh, Kyle Davidson and Luke Richardson. Again, he put Freddie Gaudreau into orbit. That was maybe Freddie Gaudreau can catch up to Matt Dumba's jockstrap now and uh, retrieve it like as he comes around the other side of the moon, the slingshot move, they yeah, call it, no. uh, and bring it back down for him. Because that he, I thought Kachuk was great, and he's been really good since rejoining the lineup. You could tell he's hungry. You could tell he's got something to prove. Uh, so really liked his game in this one. Uh, the six hits, many of them memorable, and I pointed out earlier a really terrific back-checking play to prevent a glorious scoring chance for the Wild. So it's not just the hits. He's doing all those little things necessary uh, to help win games. So Boris Kachuk gets my four-star. And I am going to go with another guy that uh, tied Boris Kachuk for the most hits with six. Defenseman Jared Tenorti had himself a real nice game. Uh, this was a guy that wasn't even on the team until literally like the day before the season started. And we're all kind of like, Oh, okay. This is going to be a depth guy, seventh guy, but he, Luke Richardson's a big fan of the way he plays the game. And he's been uh, a stalwart in that lineup tonight. He had two assists, the second multi-point game of his career and first since 2014, I was looking up that stat and, uh, 2013-14 with the Montreal Canadiens, uh, he had no points the entire season until he had two assists in the last game of the year for the only two points of his season. So uh, second multi-point game of his career, six hits, had that scrum with Ryan Hartman we talked about. You know, Tenorti is not going to win a Norris Trophy anytime what? soon. He's not going to be representing the Blackhawks at any All-Star games. But, man, when you need a guy to finish a check, you need a guy to be big and physical. He's, he does it night in and night out. Not the greatest defenseman on the world, but he plays his role yep. perfectly. Yeah, and I think we're going to, with Seth, Seth Jones out, I think we're going to see a little bit more of a, of a role for Tenorti. Um, he's already been second pair. Like who, if, if you had uh, waiver claim Jared Tenorti being second pair defenseman on this Blackhawks team uh, on your bingo card, like good on you because that – came completely out of nowhere. I also so. never would have predicted Jack Johnson playing nearly 25 minutes in a game. Right. Here we are. <laughs> so, right. you know, yeah. hockey you seasons to, are weird and dumb. Let's let's go for the ride. You put that next to free space, and I think somebody's got bingo. Yeah, I, I think, you know, Tenorti had a, had a good impact uh, on, on the game tonight, and, and, and you know, good for him to, to, to get that because he's come into a situation where he's, he's basically here to keep all of the prospects in Rockford. He's he's basically like just the barrier between Rockford and Chicago right now on the on the blue line, um, but he's he's come in and he's played his role and he's done uh, done a really good job of it. Uh, my fourth star of the night um, is another guy who is upping his trade value, uh, and that is Jonathan Taze. I mean, he we talked about him in the last couple of games um, being the reason that the Blackhawks have kind of faltered uh, at critical times in the games. He had the turnover against the Oilers that led to the game-winning goal. He had the bad penalty last night against the Sabres that led to the Blackhawks having to kill off a power play at the end of regulation going into overtime, and obviously Buffalo was able to score. Um, so it's been tough for Taze in the last two games, uh, but it was good to see him um, getting the goal tonight. 
from the faceoff dot in uh, just over 19 minutes uh, of ice time, three shots on goal. I mean, he he had a good bounce back game, and I think you know he's he is continuing this. Uh, you know, I, I wonder if to call it a hot start to the season, but an unexpected start to the season after the way things went all of last year and the way things finished last year. Um, he gets his fifth goal of the season tonight in game number nine. Uh, it took him 47 games to get his fifth goal of the season last year. Um, I don't want to overreact, but Jonathan Taze is currently on a 64-point pace in an 82-game season, which would be the second-highest point total since the Blackhawks' last Stanley Cup uh, for Taze in a regular season. So I think if he if he continues the production, um, it's going to work on a couple of levels. It's going to work out. It's going to work on upping his trade value, uh, and it's also going to work on maybe helping his confidence and maybe helping his attitude in the locker room. Because if he's producing and playing well, he's going to probably feel better about himself. He's going to feel better about the team, uh, and probably feel better about playing under Luke Richardson. Now, does that lead to him wanting to continue his career in Chicago? It's up to him, but I think it, it can't hurt to have a good attitude uh, for Jonathan Taze and, and a good mood for Jonathan Taze uh, because Grumpy Taze was good for nobody. So uh, he's my fourth star tonight after getting the goal and uh, you know having a good uh, a good start to the season product- productively. All right, Mario, uh, have a great Halloween with your little one. I'm sure it's going to be a, a great time for you. Uh, save me all the three musketeers um, and bring them in. I would appreciate yeah. that. Uh, But have a safe ride home, man, and we will talk to you Tuesday after Hawks and Islanders. Awesome. See you guys. All right, man. Take care. That's Mario Tirabasi live from the UC. Follow him on Twitter at Mario underscore Tirabasi. And with that, it is time to update the tank standings. I love it. All right. Uh, Does this, Steven include Anaheim's win over nope. the mighty Toronto Maple Leafs it does tonight. Not. So the Maple Leafs helping us out. Okay, so Arizona moves to the top of the tank standings, if my math is correct, because they've got five points in seven games, whereas the Ducks have five. Oh, no, it'll be five and nine. So Anaheim's still at the top, yes. five points in nine games for the Ducks. Arizona, five points in seven games. They lost the, to the Rangers. They lost to the Rangers, yes. San Jose, Six points in 11 games. Vancouver, six points in nine. Columbus. Columbus, bad. Bad freaking hockey team. Yikes. They're bad. (laughs) I think Anaheim and Vancouver are eventually going to get out of this. Yeah. They're too talented. I would, I'm, again, not picking San Jose to be at this bad all season. They still got some good players. Columbus sucks. Yeah, they're all that excitement for Johnny Cadreau has just been crapped on and flushed down the toilet. Yikes. Yeah. yeah. Get a goaltender, guys. So the Blackhawks, with 10 points in nine games, are 14th in the tank standings. So that means they are points. the only the 14th worst team in the NHL as it stands right now. Um, not where you want to be, but a long way to go. Long way to go. Long way sure. to go. And not having Seth Jones for the next month. That will help. That's going to help. I mean, you don't want to help the tank by losing one of your best players, but I think I think a lot of people who underappreciate Seth Jones for whatever reason uh, after a month are going to maybe think a little differently and maybe feel 
I mean, <laughs> like 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 the hairband legend Cinderella once sang about. You don't know what you got until it's gone. That's right. I think a lot of people that Tom Kiefer knows his shit. Yes, he does. And, and the two people that know Cinderella, Stephen, <laughs> learn learn about Cinderella. It's yes. your homework assignment. Not the Disney movie. You don't have to. Actually. Um, it's okay. But like, just look at time. Like. All, a lot of people who hated on Corey Crawford all those years, now that he's not here, can appreciate what they yeah. had. So we'll see how it goes. But a uh, long way to go, but those tank standings, not where we had hoped they'd been at this point of the season. You know where I hope I will be someday soon? On the golf course. And when I do, I'll be looking very dab in my gear from Pins and Aces. They are the official golf apparel partner of CHGO. We love our Pins and Aces gears and get tons of compliments on and off the course. Family-owned golf and apparel business. They make amazing polos, hats, golf bags, even our favorite beer sleeve. Do you like beer? Chances are, yes, you probably like beer. How about a seven-beer beer sleeve that stores right in the golf bag? Keeps your drinks cold the entire round. You don't have to look around for the drink cart, which is actually the best part of golf is when the cart girl arrives and you say, give me an ice-cold beer and a bag in a uh, granola bar that's already crumbled. <laughs> that's the fun of the golf treat cart. But, yeah, do bring you that. granola right into your beer? <laughs> yeah, you could. <laughs> you really could. It's like a smoothie. Uh, check out pinsandaces.com. Use that code CHGO, and you'll get 15% off your first order and get free shipping. That's pinsandaces.com. Awesome stuff. Go check it out. You will love it. And uh, it's always golf season. Top golf. You know, yeah, you can even dress up for, you know, those like uh, you got a christening or something like that. Golf gear often works in those scenarios. Speaking of cool gear. Yes. If you want to get some awesome sports gear and why wouldn't you? You need to check out our friends at FOCO. You already have got the best coverage for your favorite Chicago teams, provided by us. Thank you. So get fitted out in the best sports gear around. Foco has got you covered from the United Center to the living room, the north or south side. They've got hoodies, slippers, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in between. You could probably get a good deal on those Blackhawks banana hammocks since the temperature's dropping. Yep. Get decked out. By our favorite four stars of the game, like Boris Kachuk or Jared Tenorti, from the apparel leader That's gonna move in sports, merch, and collectibles. <laughs> hey, you either, you either buy a shirt that they're wearing or they're punch you in the face. Okay, fair. I, That's I gonna buy one the then. <laughs> anyway, Foco, if you're looking for the perfect gift for the hockey fan in your life, Foco's got you covered with hoodies that will keep you warm when you're sitting close to that United Center ice. Check out Foco.com. That's F-O-C-O dot com. Or click on the link in the, YouTube, in the YouTube description or podcast descriptions, wherever you're listening. And as a special bonus for CHGO listeners, use the promo code CHGO for 10% off any non-presale items at foco.com. All right. Uh, it is time for, before we wrap up, the DraftKings King of the Game. It's going to go today to Andreas Athanasiu. Simply because that goal was so ridiculous. That was absolutely a sick goal. Go find it. It's amazing. Uh, he had a goal, three shots on goal, two block shots, and two takeaways. And I said this to you during the game, Greg. He's a, li 
a bit tougher than he gets credit for. Yeah, he you, does not back down, man. You uh, when you when you hear really fast player, you also don't think physical. No, because fast guys normally don't have to be physical because you can't catch them to hit them. But Anthony Cu will get his nose dirty. He'll go behind the net and dig out pucks. He'll get in guys' face. He'll complain to the referee. Uh, but no, he's yes, uh, he will. he's got. <laughs> He's got an ornery side to him, um, which uh, can be found in the Abdullah Oblongata, as I learned from uh, Waterboy, which you still have to watch. I guess I got to watch so it. Jenna Rose get, was rocking the... Uh, you didn't get that reference because you've never seen it. So a lot of good go. Halloween costumes. Jenna Rose had the... Um, Bobby Boucher. She had the Bobby Boucher, but I really like uh, Casey's costume better. She did the um, uh, Secession. Okay. Secession. Yes, 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 yes. I, I, uh, Casey, Jenna. Right, I yeah, prefer Casey's costume. I, it took me a second to register it because I I didn't I don't know Succession, so it didn't, yeah. I was just no, like, it's great, really good like, costume. Oh, Casey's just dressed for uh, an important interview. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it looks great. I want to remind everybody, by the way, it's finally time to hit the ice again. And thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the, of the NHL, you're in for the season of a lifetime. Listen up, new customers can bet five dollars on any team. And get two hundred bucks in free bets if they win. Bet against the Leafs if you want. That'd be a lot of fun. Easy money. Yeah, it's easy money. If that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn those small bets into bigger payouts with same game parlays. And that's not just with hockey. That's with all the sports. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. And like Greg mentioned yesterday, when you do the same game parlays, you can set your over under. You can say, oh, you know what? I'm going to take like uh, a higher payout and say, usually the NHL over-under is six and a half. That's kind of the default. If you really believe it's going to be a high-scoring game, you can get better odds at seven and a half, a bigger payout that way. You can adjust it with these same-game uh, parlays. It's really, really great. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use the promo code CHGO. Bet five bucks on any NHL team to win their game and get two hundred bucks and free bets if they do. That's code CHGO at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Thanks everybody for joining us on this show. Lots of people in the chat. Make sure before you log off that you smash that like button. Get in the habit of smashing that like button. If you're listening on the podcast apps, like a lot of people do, make sure you're subscribed. Turn on those notifications so you know as soon as an episode drops. We would greatly appreciate that. And make sure you're following the show on Twitter at CHGO underscore Blackhawks. We want to get those followers up. We've got a lot of cool stuff on the horizon. I've got my Blackhawks beat thing I write that comes out every Tuesday. Greg's got his This Week in Blackhawks History. Mario and Greg combine for um, the the rebuild report. Tons of great stuff at allchgo.com. So make sure you're following us on Twitter at chgo underscore Blackhawks where you can find all that great stuff as soon as it goes live on allchgo.com. I think we've gotten everything else, right? We good? Tailgate, November 6th. Yes, November 6th. Join us at One the... One week from today. Uh, yeah, week from today at the Bears... Oh, oh, oh. At the Chicago versus Miami professional football official tilt official chgo tailgate it is the best in the city your tickets include food all you can eat all you can drink 
all the cornhole you can play with our beautiful uh, Chi-Town cornhole bags. It's awesome. Come join us. It's a wonderful time. You do not need a ticket to the Bears game to attend the tailgate, but you need a ticket to the tailgate to attend the tailgate. So go to allchgo.com to purchase your tickets. Join us out there on Sunday. It's supposed to be beautiful. It's going to be an awesome, awesome time. Greg will be there. I will be there. Mario will be there. The whole CHGO crew is going to be there. So come out and say hello and party with us before Chicago v. Miami. All right. I think we're good. I think we are. Off day tomorrow. Off day tomorrow. Happy Halloween. (laughs) Uh, Remember, uh, don't. No one's giving your kids drugs with their candy. Right. No drug dealer is giving you free drugs. Right. And if they are, send me your address. (laughs) Yes. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. I promise. But be safe. Take care of your kids. Uh, You know, have all that. Have all the fun you deserve. Uh, I can't wait. We're having a little bonfire in my driveway tomorrow. I uh, got the uh, the Jack Daniels Tennessee fire to add to my apple cider. It's going to be a fun night. Cannot wait a good day for Jay's a day be off. All gassed up. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody, have fun. Be safe. Have a great Halloween. We'll talk to you Tuesday after Hawks Islanders. By the way, Native American Heritage Night at the UC. So if you don't have a ticket, go on Game Time. Get yourself a ticket. Make sure you use that link in our uh, podcast descriptions to purchase your tickets. But it's going to be a good time for Native American Heritage Night. Always a special time to be at the UC. So that'll be this Tuesday. We'll talk to you after the game on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.